Hello and welcome to Cool Breeze Over the Mountains, a podcast where we chronologically step through and discuss each film starring Keanu Reeves. My name is Andrew Gorman, and I am one of your hosts. I am joined on this episode by my co-host. Has she ever seen a chicken strip? She's never seen a chicken wear clothes. It's Whitney Nelson. Boom boom. It's such a wholesome joke in an otherwise pretty abrasive film. I just, I didn't, it was, it was, it stood out. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Uh-huh. It's just Whitney and I. You're, you, we, you're stuck with us um, on a movie that, it doesn't feature a lot of Keanu. Actually, you should probably watch the outtakes, which is a longer form version of Keanu. Yes, but yes. If you watch what's on YouTube, you get more Keanu than if you watch the movie. Yeah, Absolutely. So if you had watched this and you were a little disappointed and you somehow didn't know that there was a longer interview, go on YouTube between two ferns, Keanu it. Reeves. Yeah, definitely fleshes it out a little bit more. Yeah, and you'll it's, see how it's they cut worth movies. the extra time. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get into this. Right before we started, Whitney and I had discussed that this could potentially be our shortest episode ever. I don't know if we have a ton to say about this film, but... I guess I mean, we'll cross it kind that bridge. Of just speaks for itself. And you either are into the humor or you're not into the humor, and there's really nothing you can do about it. <laughs> it's either true. way. That is right. So mm-hmm. <laughs> thanks. Thank you all for joining us. And in the <laughs> let's get into the I'll get into the contact info, all that good stuff. So let me just knock this out. We'll bang through this really quickly. So as always, I want to mention you can find our website at coolbreezepod.com, email us coolbreezepod at gmail.com, or hit us up on Twitter at coolbreezepod. If you are watching live on Periscope, Twitch, or Facebook, please chime in with your two cents. We can read your comments out loud, agree with, debate you, all that good stuff. We've pretty much been doing the situation where, like, we decide on a day to record and we go live that night. So not a lot of advance notice, but I'm hoping to change that for... Uh, our, our, this is our penultimate episode. So for this next is our week, episode. it's crazy. It's so sad. Yeah. I'm so sad. Uh, yeah. Lots of lots of emotions are running hot at Cool Breeze HQ. Let's, uh, you know, <laughs> <We> definitely are. <laughs> so for sure, we will give the world you. World is burning down. This is the penultimate episode. <laughs> We're moving on to Kurt Russell, which I uh-huh. don't have the emotional connection with that I do with Keanu now after, right. you know, years of being with Keanu. There's a lot going on for me, everyone. It's going to be, it's work. I'm still unemployed. Like, I'm drinking a beer cocktail. There's mm-hmm. like a lot happening. But right, but, you know. It's good. It's, it's bittersweet. Good. Yeah. Change is good. And Change is good, even if it feels like it's not. Right. <laughs> We'll all look back on this fondly in a few years, hopefully, when Keanu's made a few more movies <laughs> and laugh. The good news is we get to come back every time there's a movie. Right. Which is super, super exciting. I can't stress enough. Don't unsubscribe. Just, yeah. it doesn't cost you anything to stay subscribed. <laughs> Just We may not show up in your feed regularly, but that doesn't mean we aren't still here and we aren't still talking about Keanu. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's going to be some video game conversation. There'll mm-hmm. be more movies when he makes more movies. We'll still be around. Yeah. For as long as Keanu is. It'll be great. Yeah. And uh, he'll be around forever because he's immortal. 
Right. He's going to outlive all of us for sure. No, we'll we're definitely going to have to figure out him. our immortality in order to keep up with him <laughs> in this podcast. Right. It'll, we'll just have to pass it down to our ancestors. Here's the mantle. Here are all the podcast settings that I use. Please continue that's my like, journey. That's like till death do us blart. Are you familiar with that podcast? No, I don't know. But it okay, sounds. So it's yeah. people who do other stuff, make other podcasts, etc. They're the McElroys are well known in podcasting for the stuff that they do. But yeah. They, there's like five, four of them, five of them. There's like the three brothers and like two buddies and they watch Paul Blart Mall Cop every Thanksgiving. And the idea is they're going to watch that same movie every year forever. And as they fade out of the podcast for health or whatever reasons, they're passing it on to someone else. (laughs) So every role will continually be fulfilled in perpetuity for them watching Paul Blart Paul Blart Mall Cop every year. Wow. That's dedication to the that's dedication yeah. to the so, bit, you know? So it is an eternal podcast. <laughs> if we can figure out the secret of immortality that Keanu has, right. we could do the same thing here. Okay. Well I Or I we could pass it on to other people, but I don't think it would be the same. Right, I don't want to either. I'm selfishly, I, I want to keep Andrew, it. Andrew, you and I are the heart of this. <laughs> right, podcast, we have so. to hold on to this. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's our baby. Yeah, so but baby, I would, I would consider a, a duel to the death for it potentially. As you know, that'd be a cool I mean, way to go be out. A Keanu-ish way to go. Yeah. Yeah, I think that might be all right. So, let me. Uh, you know, I got to bounce that around. I got to chew on that and let it simmer and all those other things and then we'll figure out the the plan for podcast However, legacy. However, for the, for the immediate future, we're just going to make new podcast episodes when Keanu makes new movies. Right. In the we'll short worry term. worry about cryo eugenics and you know, legacy podcasting and estate IP. We'll talk about that later. Perfect. I love it. We'll table that discussion. Yeah. <laughs> so. There's a lot you, of logistics there. If you want to be excellent to us, <laughs> please share the show with your friends. Rate and review us on iTunes. Bring more folks into the fray and consequently over to the new stuff, which will be great. Uh, Whitney, it's just us. As always, I like to ask, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll take the synopsis here, if that's okay. Yeah. And okay. I will talk about the critical audience and listener reception. Perfect. All right. So today we are As talking about the film. <laughs> We're talking about the film between. I've only had one drink. I'm really. <laughs> this is just a weird mood and uh, inebriation. I like it because uh, it, it, it already I'm getting uh, flashbacks to our last episode of Always Be My Maybe, where we had. Probably about 15 minutes up top where it it went from, it was a call to vote, which again, mm-hmm. bef- I, we might as well throw it out there again. Vote. Yeah. Register hey, to register do so. Register to vote. And, and then we got into some survival tips for the apocalypse, care of you and Lindsay. Uh, we talked huh? about you two murdering each other's fish. Uh <laughs> As youngsters, <laughs> and it just went a bunch of places. So I'm getting that same good, good vibe energy. So it's, it's senioritis, you know. We're almost done with this podcast, <laughs> so we're 
we're like whiling out a little bit because uh-huh. you know what do the rules matter when you're almost done that's true we make the rules we can break them we make the rules you so, have to listen to the rules there's as, nothing you can do about it as we develop them <laughs> So... Whatever we say the rules are have to go into your ear holes. <laughs> okay. Uh... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm loving it. I just have I no. Mean, uh, I want to yes and place. you into infinity. So I, but I, I have not. You know, you had the last word, and I, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So okay. Mm-hmm. Today, we are talking about, eh, for a little bit at least, the film Between Two Ferns. Mm -hmm. The plot synopsis from IMDb is the movie. So, you know, spoilers, there's not going to be too much of a deep dive, like we said at the end. So just Mm -hmm. listen here so you know what happens in the movie. Zach Galifianakis and his oddball crew take a road trip to complete a series of high-profile celebrity interviews. That's it. That's really it. what happens. This movie was written and directed by Scott Aukerman, who you might know uh, from Comedy Bang Bang. I Mm -hmm. think that dude is one of the funniest living human beings. I just cannot. He, like, we are absolutely simpatico in what we find funny. It's weird. Uh, And there was a story credit. Not so much with me. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. We'll We'll get get into it. Okay, good. Uh, and then there's a story credit to Zach Galifianakis. This was actually his idea. It was Zach's idea, as I understand it, to do uh, the bones of this. And then Scott took over kind of the connecting bits. So, mm-hmm. you know, a- as is the case, he was the producer and, and everything like that, getting everybody lined up as far as interviews and stuff go. Mm-hmm. Keanu's role in this film, as we said, is is a cameo. and. A pretty good one, and right up top too. So if you were if you were just in it for Keanu, you don't have to wait long. He's basically in the first ten minutes of the film, which is nice. Yeah, let's save you time in a what was it, Generation Um? Uh huh. No, not Generation Um. In a Ellie Parker. Kind Ellie of Parker. Way. <laughs> we're like, if you're in it for Keanu, yeah, you can turn it off as soon as Keanu's done, and he's like the first interview. Yeah, um, and it, yeah, it's not that situation like Ellie Parker, where you had to wait 45 to 50 minutes to see him play bass for two seconds, and then it's over. This is, at least there's a little um, a little back and forth here. It was a nice volley of, of insults back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's a cameo, but the main cast consists of Zach Galifianakis, Will Ferrell, Lauren Lapkus, Ryan Gall, and Giovanni Lignao. Whitney... What do the critics and the people have to say about Between Two Ferns? This is the maybe the wildest difference that we've ever had, <laughs> I think. There are times where critic score is like way too harsh or way too generous. Mm-hmm. Or the audience and the critics are like, don't match up. Usually I feel like they're pretty in line. They make sense. The stuff that's more... The stuff that the audience is more likely to like is the stuff that's a little bit more easier to access. And the stuff that the critics like more is a little bit more dense in one way or another. Yeah. Uh, In this, we have 74% critic score. It is fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. It is a 44% audience (laughs) score on Rotten Tomatoes. 30% swing. Huge swing. 
And it wow. is not in the direction I would have anticipated. Yeah. Yeah. If I you told me. Because this is a web series. Right. That was made into a movie. Like the web series, the audience score is your audience. Like the people who are not going to be giving critical reviews are the people who made Between Two Ferns profitable enough to turn into a movie for Netflix. <laughs> like, yeah, it's shocking to me that the audience score would be so much lower than the critic score. I was blown away when I saw those numbers. <laughs> if you told me, if, at a high level, if you were like, Between Two Ferns has a 30% swing between mm-hmm. critics and audiences. Critics and audience, that is not the way that you would just, just no. assume that it would go. Yeah, And no, I no, no, wouldn't no. even assume these numbers would be this high. I would say audience at the high end, probably around 60 to 65%, really. And then critics much lower. But I, man... I, I am shocked by this. Yeah, shocked. Sorry, I drank my last little sip of drink there. No, and hey. it did it did a straw slurpy thing. <laughs> it makes for good audio, you know, um, or terrible audio, depending on who you are. We'll see. I'll anyway. boost it. <laughs> we have a critic quote from Owen Gleiberman of Variety who says a bit of concocted fluff that never asks to be taken on the level and that allows Galifianakis to oscillate with his usual stoic myopic cunning between idiocy and ire. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, Owen Gleiberman, get your head out of your ass. <laughs> but he does review for a variety, so whatever. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I think that's a lot more thought that needs to be put into the review of this movie right (laughs) so we have two user quotes uh because this is how wildly varied the reviews can be so we picked two different people on rotten tomatoes michael m on rotten tomatoes gave it four out of five stars and says between two ferns surprisingly works essentially it's a road movie and it has a distinct sense of humor that borders on surreal while never breaking completely into fantasy and then Kevin R on Rotten Tomatoes gives it one and a half out of five stars and says, like, so many failed SNL sketches turned into movies in the past. This film proves again that some concepts are better left to 10 minute segments. Huh. Kevin. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin, Kevin. All right. I have something to say to Kevin. I'll, we'll, I'll, we'll talk about it. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk about it. <laughs> Uh, we have some listener thoughts. Maria, again, I don't... Yen? Yen, Yen, yeah. Maria. Yen, Yen. Maria wrote in to say, Loved the rabbit hole of watching these on YouTube. Properly biting and funny. Too much filler and not enough killer. In parentheses, interviews. This movie is just too long and misses some of the best barbs which were in the archives. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maria, thank you. Maria wrote in that very lovely. Uh, she's a mental health worker. Remember from our Toy Story episode. So, mm-hmm. thanks again, Maria. Um. Hmm. I'm still I'm still reeling here from mm-hmm. the, the this difference of opinion in the critics and audiences here. Uh, who goes yeah. first, Whitney? I'm you know. I, I don't can... know, Andrew. Who does go first? All right. 
I mean, oh, man, I wish I had a coin. You know, there's a national I mean, coin here's shortage. The here's the question. Do you want to end on a high note or do you want to end on a low note? <laughs> well, I, okay. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. I will, I'll, I'll kick us off, okay? Because okay. I'm not, I don't want to say that I'm super high on this film. So let me just come out of the gate and say, I, I, this movie was like, I haven't said this in seasons, in 60 episodes. This is for me, the definition of a capital F fine movie, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, and barely that. So mm-hmm. this actually really, like you had said, comes down to whether or not you like this as a skit, because mm-hmm. all it is, is that. Mm-hmm. And if you're not familiar with the skit, then it is, it, the brand of comedy is very um, abrasive. It is on the nose. It is uncomfortable to watch. And it's and, definitely in on the cringy end of the spectrum. Yeah. And a lot of the times, I will say, I, I, I will certainly admit this, a lot of the times the jokes land with a thud, right? So <laughs> for me, when they're on, I love it. And then there are times where it just is not working for me. So that is the, you know, that is the push and pull of this series. And a lot of it depends on whether you like Zach Galifianakis, too. Some people can't even stand that guy. So <laughs> if you didn't like him in The Hangover... Or whatever your reference point is for him, you're probably not gonna like him in this. That's you know. I don't know. I feel like he's he's very Zach Elfinakis, but he's a. This is a very different character than what of he mostly plays. Right. He's so the touch point for him for a lot of people are like his. I feel like it's more like the the mainstream stuff, but like his stand up is very good and and thought provoking. He's amazing on baskets, which is. Watch that show if if you, many people have not even heard of it, but watch that show. He's on that. It's it's really great. Uh, so, but he tends to be cast as that very uncomfortable presence sometimes. So you know, well, he's one of those that he really has learned to sort of like revel in. He took reveling in failure from stand-up and turned it into a character right like yes there are people who love bombing and there are people that hate bombing and he loved bombing so much that he's turned it into multiple characters now yeah um so that is if you think of the pain of watching a comic <laughs> bomb live if you've ever experienced that it's a terrible feeling and he is like "Ooh, that's delicious let me get some more of that right <laughs> right yeah, and so everyone has a different threshold for <laughs> like where they fall on that that. So just ha- keep that in mind. The the comedy itself, there are a couple jokes in here that <clears throat> they at first glance it appears to me as that they it's a little bit punching down, a little punching down, but also it is literally some oftentimes the lowest hanging fruit that they're going for. Like it is not going to be some highbrow comedy that's going to make you think. It's literally what is the most obvious thing I could say. And again, that works to greater or lesser degrees depending on who you are. So for me, I don't actually and I'm like the biggest advocate of punching up. 
I am yeah. number one, like, I don't appreciate punching down humor. I don't feel like most of the humor in this movie is punching down because the celebrities have signed up for this. They've, they've, it's like signing up to be the, the central character of a roast. Right. You know, everyone's going to tell terrible jokes about you. And often they will go for the low hanging fruit. Um, in that way, I don't think this is punching down because I feel like this is, you know, I love on SNL when celebrities who you feel like they don't know who they are or what their persona is or like how they are perceived by the general public when they come on SNL and they're like, Oh, I know every bit of it and I'm going to make fun of it right now. <laughs> they that lean has, in. Yeah. That has turned around some celebrities for me. Sure. Um, there are people that I have not thought highly of that after watching them on SNL, I've been like, that person's way cooler than I thought they were. I'm back in. <laughs> yeah. I okay. feel that way about this, this between all the between two fern sketches and the movie. I don't feel like it's punching down for the celebrities because they've all signed up to be part of this sort of shtick and the punching down is run past <laughs> them before it's like aired. You know what they've I mean? Invited so it. Like yeah. Punching down because it's not Zach Galifianakis just talking shit about celebrities. They're there and they're part of it and they're part of the sketch and how they react to Zach Galifianakis talking shit about them is part of the comedy <laughs> and they've all signed up for it. So I feel yeah. like for me it's not about the punching down. For me it's the fact that the the shtick this they come on and like public access television and this reviewer who hates everybody and everything talk shit about them for a few minutes and then they leave <laughs> works super well as a web video and sure. does not work as a movie. Right. That's and just the big thing for me is that it doesn't work even in the longer interviews, like even watching the longer Keanu cut, like there's some funny stuff in there. But it doesn't need to be as long as it is. I think the web series is the perfect length for this type of humor. Everything that they put in between is just like very early The Office as far as like cringy, awkward comedy. Yeah, I get it's, that. It's the everything between the interviews doesn't need to be there and makes me actively angry. <laughs> Actively, actively angry. Actively angry. Uh, and then the interviews, the interviews on their own are fine. Some of them are funny and some of them hit more than they don't. They definitely do take cheap shots at some of the like actors' most sensitive career missteps and whatever. Yes. But, but the celebrities have signed on to be roasted. Yeah, absolutely. So it doesn't bother me even if it doesn't hit as funny. Um, but I don't understand why it didn't stay funny or die sketches. <laughs> I got don't that Netflix know why money. It's a movie. You know? It's that well, Netflix yeah, but, money. But just make it a web series on Netflix. <laughs> Netflix. Well, yeah, there's that. Just make it like a series, just like any other series where there's episodes, but they're like three minute long episodes. And there are more interviews with bigger names because you've got the Netflix budget. That's fine. Do yeah. that. There's no need to have a movie at all. And the movie is what made me so angry and why I did not like this. 
the movie part of it. Well, I, so I will say that this gave me um, kind of this. So bear with this thought, because when I first say it, you're you may recoil. But it, I, I definitely got vibes of the film Keanu insofar as that it was also a series of things that were very ten, you know, is very, uh, very tenuous at best how they're all connected. I will say that Keanu, the film, did a much better job of like hiding the seams of where it was like skit, story beat, skit, story beat. Whereas this, they literally like change what the picture looks like when it is t- mm-hmm. when between the film and the interviews, it's like the quality of the video looks significantly worse. The aspect ratio changes. They they, they are like leaning into the difference in quality there. Mm-hmm. I kind of mm-hmm. I kind of dug that they were that they didn't try to like dress it up. Like when we are interviewing a celebrity, it really it does look like the web show still. It's like harsh lighting. It's it's not it's it's fine. It looks fine, but the movie has a, a slightly higher production value, even if it doesn't serve too much of a purpose. Yeah. Uh, I just, I don't like cringy comedy. So, yeah. like, the in-between stuff with Zach Galifianakis, and I liked Will Ferrell's stuff a little bit more, mm-hmm. uh, but that's just because I feel like Will Ferrell is more likable <laughs> even when he's playing an unlikable character. Yeah, you just look at um, him and you're like, I like that guy. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Zach Galifianakis is better at being unlikable and being truly unlikable. Um <laughs> Just a side note, I want to brag on my sister for just a moment. Perfect. Uh, She's Will not here Ferrell, to defend herself. <laughs> Will Ferrell is one of my sister's biggest fans as far as the, her gelato flavors. Get out he of lives town. near her gelato shop and he'll come in and he'll buy like pints of gelato of hers and take them back home. He never like stays and eats in the shop, but he's a big fan of her gelato flavors. Incredible. There we go. What a... Uh, I was going to make a shitty joke. I'm not going to do it. I'm sorry. I won't do it. Um, What a scoop. I said it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's funny. That's funny. I like it. Oh, thank you. I'm glad you did it. Puns. That's what it's all about. Uh, I wanted so you you reminded me of something. Speaking of, of Will Ferrell specifically, Mm-hmm. And also throwing it back to last week where we talked about people playing larger than life caricatures of themselves here. Mm-hmm. Um, I I thought Will Ferrell, uh, the, the idea of Will Ferrell being like a real, like a coke addled like dickhead who's only concerned about clicks for his website. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that works so well for me. I thought that was so fucking funny where he has a click because counter Will Ferrell is just so charming he really yeah. really is he's the reason that that worked and was funny is yeah. not because of the content but because of who is delivering the, the jokes and the content yeah um I really that... I really think like if Zach Galifianakis played that character no of the click content it would have been brutal <laughs> it would have been awful well that that is it's also fun. Why I think the other standout in this movie for me was Peter Dinklage at the end. I Peter was Dinklage is dying. One of the most 
talented and hilarious people in Hollywood. Yes. And yes. I feel like he gets passed over so much as being niche because of him being a little person or of because of Game of Thrones in recent years. But like if you I mean, obviously everyone knows him in Elf, but if you watch interviews with him, if mm -hmm. you watch any sort of behind the scenes stuff, him in Penelope is one of my favorite roles of an actor in a movie ever. And I don't love Penelope and I don't, you know, like it's not because of the movie itself. It's because he's so good in that role. Hmm. Um, but he is just a real comedic genius and people use him for other things because of his stature and less because of his talent. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> he was really, really a high point of this because by, by the time we get to, he is the, literally the last interview, I believe. Uh, and by the time you get to him, you're like, we're, we're you know, okay, let's, and this movie's only 80 minutes, but you're feeling it towards the 60 minute mark, kind of. Mm -hmm. So he was very refreshing. I mean, I was refreshing. feeling it like four minutes in. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. It, you know, ev again, everyone's threshold is going to be different and that's okay. That's okay. I want this to address. This is not the movie for me. I want to address one thing though, because. I got to We got to I have to have. I have to go on the record here, and I. Mm -hmm. No one else is listening to me. I talk. I'd go. I would go out and yell at somebody, but no one's outside. They're all kind of doing the right thing around me. So, uh, this is in regards to Kevin R. His uh, our user quote mm -hmm. about the failed SNL sketches. Okay. Mm -hmm. I I read that a lot about when this movie came out. About this is like the. The SNL sketch turned uh, into movie. And what I'm here to say, and this is where I'm going on the record, is I see the comparison, but it is wrong. It is absolutely wrong. So I've watched, for, you know, I've watched all 11 SNL movies, and five of them are hilarious and rewatchable and good bordering on great for some of them and okay. then six of them you would have to you would basically have to like invite me on a podcast to talk about them that's what i'm th <laughs> <laughs> like i i will never ever rewatch the middle six of the snl films the first four and the last one are per are great and i'll 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 fight for this but this movie is not great and it is not as it's not even as bad as the least bad snl movie this is like right in the middle so mm -hmm. i just wanted to take that that idea it's not like an snl sketch that it that turned into a movie that was bad here we go you ready the first four blues brothers wayne's world mm -hmm. coneheads wayne's world 2 would you agree that mm -hmm. those are pretty good comedies those yeah. of them that i've seen yes okay and then the last one which is just blues brothers and wayne's world but yes perfect okay the, and the other two are on on par right the last one and this uh, this is personal for me but i will f i again i will fight somebody mcgruber is a perfect comedy movie and i can't 
I can't tell you why it works, but it does. The critics wouldn't agree with me, but it's it's very funny. It's very good. Everything in the middle, Garbo. It's uh, I can't even remember. Stewart saves his family. It's Pat. Uh, Blues Brothers two thousand. The Ladies Man. Night at the Roxbury and Superstar. All. I have not seen a single one of those movies. And there's a good reason why. Two of them have a zero percent. And we have watched mm-hmm. movies that have a zero percent with reviews. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's the level we're talking about here. Clearly, mm-hmm. critics and audiences are on to something here. <laughs> like, even if we're just going to go with the audience score, 44 is still a hell of a lot higher than zero. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all I had to say. That was my last bit. Um, okay. This is not a bad SNL sketch because sketch movie because you clearly have not seen the worst of the (laughs) of of what SNL has to offer I think where this film really falls down for me first of all I don't like cringy humor it took me forever to watch both British and American offices because the first season of both is so cringy they are rough it's hard to watch and like all of the British office is cringier than the American office but like just the in general those first seasons of both were hard for me to get through. Um, It's not my style. I think part of the biggest problem though is you have a cast of improvisers. I have no idea how much of this script was improvised, but I feel like a lot of it was. And the reason that I say that is we start out with a very The Office sort of mockumentary plot device. This is about the guy who made Between Two Ferns and what he wants to do with his life and where it's going and et cetera, et cetera. But I think that the testimonials from his coworkers, like it starts to collapse in on itself, the narrative of the movie. And there was so little narrative from the very beginning, but immediately (laughs) like, because you have a bunch of improvisers doing testimonials, I feel like, it it collapses very quickly and really doesn't ever come back fully as the quote unquote story of this movie unfolds. So it like, it's just, it doesn't track as a mockumentary. It doesn't stay in that mockumentary track for long enough, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want to hear about a bunch of coworkers and whether or not they like or hate their coworker. Like, that's not interesting to me. And Uh that's not why I'm watching this movie. And that's basically what it boils down to in between all the interviews is basically testimonials from the crew of this TV show and whether or not they are, like, revering or hating Zach Galifianakis. Mm -hmm. And I don't care, so there's no plot. (laughs) (laughs) Right, and... They haven't given me any any reason to care to buy in. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly. Um, I think that they definitely uh, commits to the bit mm-hmm. very well. And I think that they do get the buy-in from the celebrities who are like really big A-list celebrities. Yeah. They get the buy-in and they also commit to the bit. And so that's the only thing that I think is like well done about this movie is regardless of how you feel about the humor, everyone has bought in fully. 
and is is 100% committing to the bit. And so that is the only really good thing that I can say about this film. Everything else is just just not funny to me. It was torturous almost every second of this. <laughs> and it's not bad. Like it does not go with Ellie Parker or Generation Um or Knock Knock. It's not bad. Right. It's just the kind of humor that it is does not appeal to me at all. And while I will always love celebrities taking jabs at themselves, like I love, love, love that. Yeah. The rest of this, like, it needed to still be a web series. I don't understand why it was a movie. And the fact that it was a movie makes me a little bit angry. <laughs> How dare they spend money on this? Mm-hmm. No, that's all valid. I, You know what I will say? And I, I don't know if I hope you did stick around for the credits to which breaks the magic of the series a little bit. But that was the first time that they have ever shown outtakes from Between Two Ferns. I did not so stick around to see them. I Whitney, I, I mean, I know you did not like this movie or, or I mean, you, you felt <laughs> indifferent to somewhere between indifferent and not liking this movie. Mm hmm. After we finish, just scroll right to the end and watch the credits because there's about three to five minutes of outtakes from everybody. And mm -hmm. it was some of the most magical stuff that I've ever seen to see like to see David Letterman break. Right. Was just mm -hmm. like, I can't believe it. That dude is like a legend. But I mean, what Zach is able to get out of people in terms of like laughs it's mm -hmm. he's like a, a, a force. So mm -hmm. and it's worth it for that three to five minutes, even though it kind of breaks <laughs> like you're like, oh, I, I we're seeing how it's made. But it's mm -hmm. still it's still so fun to watch. Well, I think that's why Between Two Ferns has done as well as it has is because Zach Galifianakis is uncompromising in his. Like ability to put you in the most uncomfortable position and not break. Yes, really, truly, are you yes. Familiar, are you familiar with the comedian Flula? I, I don't believe I am, no. Okay, that's fine. Mostly YouTube. Um, Conan O'Brien loves him. He's been on Conan O'Brien more than anything else. He was in Pitch Perfect 2. Mm -hmm. um, he's, I think, one of the new Suicide Squad members. But anyway, he does this sort of Andy Kaufman-esque character that he has never in any interview or any time where someone could see him been out of character of Flula. Wow. Um, and he is definitely, it's a character. You can tell that it's a character, but also he's so committed to the character that he's never been caught on film, not in this character. And he's very, <laughs> very good at it. And he, the reason that Conan O'Brien likes him so much is because Flula refuses to not be Flula or to like let people in on the joke to the point where Conan and what's his name, Andy? Yeah, Richter, yeah. Are just completely corpsing around him because he won't <laughs> give up the bit. I love that. I love that. It's great. I very much, I very firmly, um, and pro that strategy, I think it's genius. And I think it takes outrageous commitment 
Um, have you, are you familiar with Dax Flame, another YouTuber? No, I have to I have to write all these down. Oh, you got to Google Dax Flame. Okay. He's somewhat, I feel like, lessened over time. But in the early days of Dax Flame, no one knew if he was Andy Kaufman, like Kaufmaning everybody, or <laughs> if this is really who this person was. And because it's YouTube, anyone has access to the platform. Yeah. So it could have been either way. I feel like it's lost a little bit, but you should watch some early Dax Flame videos because he was going to like early VidCons and everyone was like, he is either the the smartest, most genius, hilarious person I've ever met. Or? <laughs> or he's just a very simple person. <laughs> like he's just a very nice, simple, possibly challenged person. Interesting. Okay. Uh, and I am for that like commitment and i usually think it's hilarious and i have laughed out loud at parts in this movie and also in between two ferns like web sketches on funny or die yeah i just don't think that this movie paid off as a movie correct i think the like putting people under the spotlight and being unrelenting with this obnoxious and uncomfortable character i get that i don't get this movie as a whole and it was very, very hard for me to watch. Okay. Yeah. That's that's about it. Yeah. If if you're looking at this, you're going to sit down. <laughs> Basically, I have sat down in the past and watched 80 minutes worth of Between Two Ferns episodes on YouTube. So if you're in that mood, this movie will... That's a better will... use of your time than this movie. <laughs> well, it's mostly that anyway. Like if you... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's mostly the same thing. Uh, with, you know, they switch out the, the faces and the names. So but I think that the plot, trying to tie this together with the plot, really sinks this as between two ferns. Yeah, that could be. Uh, yeah, I would, you know, I, I'm, I wouldn't fight too hard against against that idea. It, for me, it was I, I liked uh, I'm a big Lauren Lapkus fan. The mm-hmm. and. So I really and I just watch the things that she is in, even if I don't uh, particularly if it's not really my my jam anyway. But uh, I thought she was great. I thought the uh, uh, Cam was also pretty good. And uh, who? Am, oh, and obviously Will Ferrell. So anyone who was in on it, like Peter Dinklage was like on the other side. He was in on it. He was playing a character of Peter Dinklage. I thought mm-hmm. everybody on that side was doing a good job. But again, this thing kind of falls under its own weight. That's pretty And in that way, I think early. you get some value out of it being a character study of who plays what in relation to this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, who's who's doing their own character while Zach Galifianakis is doing his character or who yeah. is just playing along and being like, this is uncomfortable and terrible and I can't wait to leave, which is what Keanu did. Right. Yes. When it's just like, this is a miserable interview and you are the worst and I'm <laughs> going to leave now. And who decides to, you know, Peter Dinklage it and do yeah. like, Oh, I'm going to be my own worst version of my persona. And also have a character. 
Um, That's what Paul Rudd did in this. I think Paul Rudd was, he was trying to be adversarial. Sure, sure. Paul Rudd is like just a series of characters in his life, too. (laughs) That's like what he does. And he's perfect at all of them. I will hear no argument to the contrary. If you haven't seen it, watch Paul Rudd's PSA about wearing masks. It's It's so good. It's so good. And stick with it because it's a little rough at the start, but by the end, you're like, he's got you. All in. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um,. God, I feel like we talked about that more than I more than I planned to. Certainly more yeah, than more you than planned I to. Planned to for sure. <laughs> Do you have anything else to say? Uh, no, I mean, I'm, no, yeah. I am one hundred percent tapped for the whole movie now. It is a movie, so uh, correct. Yeah, watch it or don't. That is, uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. But I think it might be time to give a, a an old wrap on the wrap on the void, as it were. Pop quiz, asshole. There was a time when I had the need to learn from you. Oh, what the hell do you know? Lose! I don't lose! I win! She's got a lot to learn about sportsmanship. Oh my goodness. Pop quiz, asshole. Is our very own quiz show where the host will ask each of us three questions. If one of us gets it wrong, the other has a chance to steal. And now I just again realize that the void is playing against us. So the void oh, could no. steal a point if. I did Whitney not pay and attention I... to a lot of this movie. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah, that's going to be rough. Uh, there are most likely some bonus questions uh, that we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But for now, let's bring out the master of ceremonies. Charles Nolan. Hello, everybody. Hello, Hello Charles. Charles. How is everyone doing today? I can't complain. Uh, good. Yeah, it's fall weather. Fall, fall weather. It's pretty good. I imagine that that would be a good thing. <laughs> it is. It is That's a good right. thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, then, I wish more fall weather to you soon that's nice thank you yes all right are we ready to begin with trivia yes Yes, let's do it question number one goes to whitney yes how long is the opening interview (laughs) three minutes five minutes or seven minutes three minutes that is correct. Whoa. Nicely done. Hmm, thank you. They're all downhill from here. <laughs> right out of the gate, swinging. Question number two to Andrew. Okay. What is the name of the fictional North Carolina town that Galifianakis claims to be from and where the show is purportedly taped? Is it Flinch? Cringe or Wilkesboro? <laughs> it is Flinch, I believe. That is correct. All right. Wilkesboro is where he is actually from. There you go. There you go. Back up to Whitney. Yes. How is Keanu's name misspelled on his title card for the show? 
Is it A. Keanu Reefs, B. Keanu Reeve, or C. Keanu Thieves? I think it's Keanu Reeves. Sorry, could you repeat that for me one more time? Yes, A. Keanu Reeves. That is correct. Nicely done. You were paying attention. Well, this is all Keanu related, so yeah. I was going to go. say, as soon as Keanu gets off screen, we're in, <laughs> we're in dangerous. open waters. <laughs> dangerous territory. Got it. Well, all right. Andrew, it's your question. All right. Which of the following phrases is not on a post-it note behind Zach in his office? <laughs> oh, man. Don't forget to cry. Dance, dance, freeze. Or name that fern. <laughs> Those are all pretty good. I'm going to go with dance, dance, freeze. That is incorrect. Uh-oh. I'm going to say don't forget to cry. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done, Charles. I like it. Thank you. Crying is an important thing to do. I cry often. Back up to Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> Which award does Zach reference Bruce Willis having instead of an Oscar? Is it the Blockbuster Entertainment Award, a People's Choice Award, or a Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Award? Ooh, I think it's Blockbuster. Buster Award. That is correct. Yes. Nice. Is it all? Will it all be worth it? <laughs> <laughs> so good. Hmm. Moving on to Andrew. Okay. What North Carolina college's logo is seen throughout the Between Two Ferns studio? Is it North Carolina State University? University of North Carolina or Duke University? Uh, I'm going to say North Carolina State University. That is correct. Yeah. Back up to Whitney. Mm -hmm. What city did they visit when they were meeting with Paul Rudd? Was it Chicago, Louisville, or Montreal? Mm, I do not remember this. Chicago? That is correct. Nicely done. Damn. Woo. Woo. You're on a heater. I am. Absolutely running away with it. <laughs> uh-huh. Andrew. What is the name of the barbecue place they stop at in Oak Ridge, Missouri? Is it The Bear Pit, Smokey the Pig, or Fletcher's? Uh, The Bear Pit. That is correct. Yes! That was a guess, but I like it. <laughs> For the final question of regulation, pop quiz asshole. We go to Whitney. Okay. In what state do they interview John Hamm? <laughs> Was it Kansas, Arkansas, or Texas? Arkansas? That is incorrect. Uh, 
Kansas. That is correct. All right. Thought the void was about to get a point. No, not on our watch. <laughs> We've kept it at bay. We're crushing it. We have three final questions. Okay. In our bonus round. For new listeners, the bonus round questions are not posed to anyone in particular. And the first to buzz in gets to try to get the correct answer. Mm. Let's hear those buzzer sounds, starting with Whitney. Me. And Andrew. Bzz. Thank you. Question number one. How many minutes into the movie do we see our boy Keanu? <laughs> Is it six, seven, or eight? Me. Whitney. Seven. That is incorrect. <laughs> Andrew. Six. That is correct. Okay. <laughs> I was like, uh, I got nervous. I got nervous. <laughs> Worked out. It did. Bonus question number two. When Jason Schwartzman is in the green room, there's a printout of a beverage on the wall. No text, just a piece of paper with what beverage depicted on it. Was it iced tea, coffee, or water? Me. Whitney. Coffee? That is incorrect. <laughs> Andrew. Uh, water? The void has a point. Uh, Damn, it. Damn it. It was iced tea. Fair. All right. Okay. Now, the final question of Pop Quiz Asshole. How much does Peter Dinklage say he has left in his savings after being robbed by the crew? Is it 102 million, 112 million, or 122 million? Andrew. 122 million. That is incorrect. God damn it. Oh no, I didn't listen to the other options. <laughs> 100 million. That is not one of the choices. <laughs> no! I, thought, I thought I'd just take a stab in the dark. The only you were... one that my brain processed was 122. <laughs> the correct answer was 102 million. You were uh, close, mm. but no cigar. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This brings our score to two points for the void. Five <laughs> points for Andrew. And five points for Whitney. Oh, no. Wait, what? <laughs> it's a tie. Excellent. <laughs> That's all I have for I mean, I don't know what the, what's the protocol here, Charles? Well, we have a tiebreaker question is the protocol. Yeah, ties are for lawyers. Let's go. I don't understand what you just said with your mouth. <laughs> it's okay. Neither do I sometimes. That time included. Go ahead. All right. So, the exact running time of this movie is how many minutes? Oh, no. 
Me. The closest without going over <laughs> wins. Whitney was just going to take, she was just going for it. Go for it, Whitney. 86. Uh, Whitney says 86, Andrew. 82. It is 82 exactly. Yes! Man. And Andrew has won. Pop quiz asshole. Excellent! <laughs> what is happening? Oh. I love this song. Doesn't matter who it's being. Just this song. It's delightful. That's that. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. Congratulations, Andrew. Thank you. Thank you. It is now time to move on to Pop Quiz audience. Every episode, I ask three questions to our listeners who get to tweet to me their answers on the Twitter. You can tweet to me at the Nolan, T-H-E-N-O-W-L-I-N, or hashtag Pop Quiz audience. If you think you know the right answers, tweet to me and get called out on our next episode. Mm. Last episode's pop quiz audience questions for Always Be My Maybe were... Question one. What snack do 1996 Sasha and Marcus enjoy on the San Francisco cable car? Correct answer was Pocky. Given to us by Jody. Jody! Excellent! <laughs> Question number two. What's the name of the first restaurant where we see Sasha working? No one got that one right. The correct answer was Knives Plus Mercy. Mm, that's a cool name. And question three. Which member of Hello Peril was part of the original lineup with Marcus? The correct answer was Quasar. <laughs> Correctly guessed by Jody. Jody! Excellent! Congratulations, Jody and Jody. <laughs> Our pop quiz audience questions for this episode are as follows. What is the vegan janitor's name? At what time did Will Ferrell tell Zach to stand outside the station? And what product does Zach try to get Tiffany Haddish to promote on the show? Again, tweet to me at the Nolan T H E N O W L I N with your guesses, and get called out on the next episode if you are correct. It's that easy. Just guess. That easy. It's tweet. that easy. If you're wrong, I'll tell you you're wrong, and you get another opportunity <laughs> to guess. See, we don't even get another opportunity. You no, have more. We get one opportunity, and we have to be paying attention to. All of the possible answers. That is what gives the audience the advantage. <laughs> Shakes fist at Sky. Charles, as always, thank you for putting this together. I know that you say that it's literally all you do, but it, it, the effort is still appreciated. No, it is. Nevertheless. Very much so. Thank you. I had particular fun with this trivia 
as it felt like a very between two ferns to make every correct answer option A. <laughs> oh, Boom. no. Get out of my face. Really? I didn't yes, it was. <laughs> oh, no. Man. Oh, that makes me so angry. We were pl- we were played, Whitney. We were played. I didn't even realize it as it was unfolding. You know? No, neither did I. I had no idea. Well done, Charles. I tip, I, I doff my hat to you. Thank you. I'd tip my hat to you, but I haven't got a hat. <laughs> we'll see if we can get you some merch uh, in the Wonderful. void. <laughs> All right. Well, have a, have a great evening, whatever time it is there in the void, and we will talk to you next week pretty sure the void is timeless but it timeless. is timeless perfect it's all times mm-hmm. it's like what dreams may come or something like that or no wrong movie hmm I'll good think try <laughs> i'll think on it i can't remember the movie cloud atlas i don't know it doesn't matter thank you regardless thank you for having me you <laughs> both have a wonderful rest of your existence <laughs> Uh, you as well. <laughs> that's a that's a quite a, a farewell. The rest of my existence. I'll try. That's a lot to live up to. Okay. This is the part of the show <laughs> where we would go through the major plot points of Between Two Ferns. Uh, there are none. In fact, I didn't even update the links on our show notes to reflect Mm-mm. that. Uh, but... Suffice it to say, there's about a sentence on both Wikipedia and IMDb about this movie. Mm -hmm. The the shortest possible version of it is Zach Galifianakis wants a real talk show. And Will Ferrell says that if you get me 10 episodes of Between Two Ferns, I will give it to you. And then we get 10 interviews and he gets a talk show. And ultimately, it's not fulfilling for him. And he goes back to Between Two Ferns. And that's it. That is the whole movie. There's a little bit of... No, there's nothing in the middle. There's Don't nothing. worry about it. <laughs> Don't try and tell them there's anything. There's nothing. Yeah, I, 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 I backpedaled. I backpedaled. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that's it. That is the deep dive uh, Between Two Ferns. Uh, okay. Perfect. The end. And we're done. Great movie. Uh, <laughs> Whitney, I am very curious. I do not recommend <laughs> I didn't think so. I didn't think so. Um, okay, so let me mark you down as a do not recommend. Mm-hmm. DNR. I, yeah. <laughs> that's a different thing. No, no, no. Different thing. Yeah. Um, also, I'm that, but do okay. not resuscitate me. Also, right. do not recommend. <laughs> It's both. It's both. both. Uh, I am going to give a conditional recommend on this. And the condition is, uh, it really depends on how much you like what Scott Ackerman gives you. Uh, That's it. If you are still listening to Comedy Bang Bang 700 episodes in and watch the television show and all that shit, uh, you're probably going to like this movie. Um, If you are fine if at the end of a uh, between two ferns on youtube uh you you're like that was great i don't need any more then don't watch this because it's just a lot more of it so mm-hmm. it's a recommend for me a very conditional one though so just but keep even, that in mind even with it being more of the what you like more of the same 
it's worse because they tried to put a plot around it. <laughs> they they have ensconced it in uh, something like a shell yeah. of a plot. Yeah, that does not pan out, in my opinion. I say go with what Maria did, which is just go on a YouTube deep dive. Yeah, you can literally watch each of the 10 interviews on YouTube. I Except, uh, or no, so I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be nine of them. Because the Dinklage one counts as a part of the story of the movie, I guess. But all of the other individual interviews are available for you to watch in their full in their entirety cuz they're they're chopped Unedited, to hell. Yeah. yeah, they're chopped the, to the hell in the movie. Is is uh, half the length, maybe less, yeah. in the movie than what the actual interview was, so. Yeah. Uh I had I had uh, enough laughs with this one. Uh, and this was my second viewing of it, and I, I still laugh. So I have enough laughs with this one where I can I can recommend it. Um, but again, take that with all of the caution and all of the salt that I just laid down at your feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one recommend from me. Whitney, where are you going to put Two Ferns? Where mm-hmm. is it going to fall on your list? It is number 59. <laughs> Whoa, that is low. Okay. Between me and Will and the whole truth. (laughs) You did not like this movie. Siberia. Below exposed. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I did not like this movie at all. Perfect. Hated it. (laughs) TBH. Okay. I mean uh, let me look at this here. You know, I'm looking at this, uh, you know, I'm looking, I'm like, this is actually probably going to be at number 46 for me. So not, you know, not too much higher, but like it's below Brotherhood of Justice and above the night before. So like so not a ringing endorsement either. No, no, for sure. Like Brotherhood of Justice and the night before. That is not. Yeah, correct. You know what? And I'm looking at this here. It, it definitely I, it, the mini reckoning is in order. I cannot believe the watcher is now number 51 for me i fucked that one up i dropped the ball i dropped the ball because the watcher is better than this by a lot yeah and it's better than all of the movies that come above it also well not all of them but several of them all the way up i'm thinking maybe it might even edge out street kings you know claire you know what i'm saying uh we'll just have to see we'll just have to see but yeah so I have two yeah, things I've on my list. Yeah, I've got the Watcher at 40, and that sounds way better to me than below yeah. any yeah, of these. 51. R- River's yeah. Edge, below, the- yeah, come on. Yeah, it Come on, me. I have two moves I got to make. Well, you know, and I, let me let me ponder on them to, to see. But yeah. regardless, uh, between two ferns where it is, it, that feels pretty good. Like very, at the upper part of the last third <laughs> that, that's that's where it's going not mm-hmm. really a movie uh okay so that brings us to next week uh which is weird to say that mm-hmm. this will be our final film 
of 2020. And you, Whitney, are walking us through it. Whitney Nelson, the person who yes. came into this podcast not having seen Bill and Ted, will be walking mm-hmm. us through Bill and Ted, Bill and Ted face, face the, the music. music. Oh, my God. What a delight. Mm-hmm. I do not think that I've been shy about my feelings on this mm-hmm. film. I, mm-hmm. But I am so curious about what you think about it and and more, even more specifically where it's going to go on your list because mm-hmm. I, I I think I already have it figured out I, mm-hmm. and it's I'm not, I won't say anything but I've watched this movie five times already since it came oh. out wow. wow I when I need like a little hit of joy mm-hmm. I'm going to this movie because I love. And boy, do we need a little hit of joy right about now. Yeah. I watched it twice the day it came out. Like, I put it on. I was like, oh, my God. And then, like, a few hours later, I was like, I'm not really doing anything. (laughs) Let's watch Face the Music again. (laughs) Oh, it was great. Okay. So there you go. Bill and Ted Face the Music next week. Coming up next. Yeah. Write in. If you have your thoughts, you send us voice memos or, or anything written doesn't even have to be it could be about really it could be about anything for this last episode because again there are no rules we make the rules just feel free to get in touch do whatever um we'll we'll read everything we like to talk (laughs) about our thoughts and feelings and we want to hear your thoughts and feelings in return right you could you could write in a review of the podcast even if you haven't actually written us a review that's rude but if you wanted to (laughs) if you wanted to write one in right that we just read, I would do that also. So mm-hmm. just to have it on the record. You may want to do that. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe you write a bit about your expectations for Kurt Russell. I don't know. Whatever you want to do. Whatever it is, we want to hear it. Get in touch. And speaking of which, next week we will have, uh, the artwork has been, I guess, mostly finalized for the Kurt Locker. I have the feed set up. I need to put together a quick kind of trailer episode so people can subscribe because you can't submit an empty feed to iTunes or any of the places. But by the end of next week, we will announce where you can subscribe, what you have to search for, all that good stuff. So Mm -hmm. uh, very, very exciting. (laughs) Very exciting. Yes. We're done. That's it. We're done. Pack it up. Whitney. Thank you. At Whitney underscore Nelson on (laughs) Twitter. At Whitney Nelson on Instagram. Yeah. Puppers. Hot takes. Hot takes. Most, mostly puppers right now. Mostly puppers. But that's Some great. Food. Historical Hotties is coming back. Get on that train. Oh, yeah. And thanks and good night. Get spooky with the Nelson mm-hmm. sisters. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's a great tagline. I still remembered it from last week. It made me chuckle. You can follow me at Dark Driving on Twitter and Instagram. I'm a story person on Instagram, which is why my last update was like, I don't, my last actual photo that I took was probably in 2019. I don't know, maybe January at, at earliest. So uh, I do story stuff. I like to cook. So I'll do that sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, swing over to YouTube, uh, hit up the primary storyline. You just do a search, you'll find me and... Uh, let's let's make some video editing. Let's do some video editing together. Let's do some podcast editing. I'll make you look great on Zoom. People, they switch to their view. I'm like, hey, move the light about a foot to the left and you'll look amazing. And boom, done. It's great. Help people. 
We're helping. Who doesn't want to look amazing? Right. Nobody. Be the talk of the town and the town being the grid of Zoom. But if everybody's eyes go right to yours, you know, is, wouldn't that be a nice feeling? Be like, holy shit, the production value. It's crazy. <laughs> Let's do that. I do uh, that anyway, but that's just because I'm more, I'm better looking than anyone I talk to. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're like, well, you know, I can't help it. Even in the dark here, you know, mm-hmm. it's everyone's eyes. They just can't, can't not focus on the I CEO. can't help it. <laughs> that's why it's not that. a video podcast. No one would hear anything I had to say. We would just be looking at Whitney all the time. It's unbelievable. I'd be looking at myself and not talking about Keanu Reeves. <laughs> right. It's a. It's not it's fun for loop. anybody. Right. Oh, man. <laughs> Silence for an hour and 30 minutes until the feed cuts out. Uh, yeah. So that's great. Uh, I'm you know, bittersweet. Last episode next week for a long, long time. So please, uh-huh. uh, we will tweet out the details. Please join us live if you can. If not. Write in. Let us let us know your thoughts, and uh, we will we will read them live for everyone. Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. going to press the magical button here. Theme song kicks in, and this is where I tell you, thank you all for joining us. And in the words of Bill S. Preston and Ted Theodore Logan, who we're meeting next week again, be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. <laughs> <laughs>